with you on the go. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Good morning. I'm Jacqueline Sweeney. Major fog on your way in this morning and then sunshine and a high of 22 degrees. Right now in our city, it is 10. This news update is brought to you by North Central Co-op Gas Bars. On Wednesday and Sunday, get a car wash for only $5.99 with a fill. Redeem at any Co-op Gas Bar location. Well, back-to-school dates are being pushed back south of our city. We'll have more on that in just a minute. Edmonton does remain a hot spot in the province for COVID-19 cases. 258 new cases of COVID-19 have been identified across the province over the last three days with 631 active cases right here in Edmonton. The new leader of the federal conservative party, Aaron O'Toole, is speaking with the media today, but already gave a little phone call to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau yesterday. Now, they covered topics both personal and political, including Western alienation. O'Toole says the party wants to see a plan in the upcoming throne speech to directly address the issue. Back to school just got pushed back a week in the Black Gold School Division. It was announced yesterday that the start of school will move from September 1st to September 8th for schools in Beaumont, Calmar, Devon, Leduc, Leduc County, Thorsby, and Warburg. COVID or no COVID, sorry, I think it should always start after the long weekend. But anyway. I, You know what? Yeah. He's totally right. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so I'm sure there'll be a lot, a lot of other school divisions following this. They're fighting for it, that's for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, this is crazy and the stuff of nightmares. Detroit authorities say a young woman who had been declared dead was found to be alive at a funeral home. She was literally just about to be embalmed when she opened her eyes. Apparently, first responders spent 30 minutes trying to revive this 20-year-old woman before her body was released to the family. They brought it to the funeral home. More than an hour later, just as she was about to have her blood drained at the home, she was alive. She's now in critical condition. You should see Chris's face right now as I'm telling this story. <laughs> How are you laughing about this? This is crazy well, that I this actually crazy. happened. Ooh. Sounds like she was pretty close to being dead. Yeah, well, no kidding. Yeah. But not like dead enough to go to the funeral <laughs> home, obviously. <laughs> She's like, alive now. What's amazing is how efficiently the Detroit morgue system I was thinking that too. Works. It was within an hour. It's they were like, like, all right, bang, boom, we're doing this. <laughs> well, your chance at a queen-size sleep set just in time for back to school is next. I'm Jack, and that's all you need to know. You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Too early for a question question time. All right, Tracy, what do you think the most important thing uh, for about half of people is when they wake up in the morning? Get a coffee or have a coffee? Ah. Uh, Caffeinate. I'm there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what? It's not getting a coffee, but thank you very much. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Hi, kissing. Uh, yeah, is it uh, brush your teeth? It's not brushing their teeth, but that is a very important one, I okay. would suggest. Or especially now with your mask on, right? Mm-hmm. As my friends say, you always get visited by the poo fairy overnight. You sprinkle poo flex in your mouth, and your mouth <laughs> tastes like butt. So you got to brush the stink out of there. That's a nice thought, Matt. Thanks. You, you have pretty neat friends. <laughs> yeah, creative. <laughs> hey, thank you, my friend. No problem. You're listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Need to get an answer to the too early for a question question through the fog this morning. It's 610. Here we go. All right, Alex, what do you think the answer is this morning? Applying deodorant. Bam. You got it. Woo! That's right. Apparently, more than half of people say it's the most important thing they do every morning. Congratulations. Thank you. What's your brand? Um, I don't even know. I switch up all the time. Oh, really? Whatever's on sale. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too picky. It smells good. 
Yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. That's the key, right? Exactly. Okay. Uh, I'm, I think I'm down to the what's in the crusties on the bottom of my. Oh, right that's now. the worst. You know. And then it just falls off. <laughs> and, the, and you're doing damage to your armpit with the, with the little. With the plastic. The edge. plastic. Like, <laughs> you know, you need time for a new one. Deodorant road rash. Hey, all right. Uh, congrats. You've just won yourself. A queen-sized essential sleep set from Sleep Country. Nice. Thank you. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about Dwight Yoakam, guitars, Cadillacs, hillbilly music, and now diapers, believe it or not. At uh, 63 years old, he has had his first child. Yeah, very first child. A little boy named Dalton was born on Sunday. Yeah. Dalton is such a country and western name. It's yeah, perfect. I like that name. Yeah, Dalton. Okay. But he's not the only one. There has been tons of famous older dads like Billy Joel, 65 years old, set to become a father. Now, not for the first time. No. Uh, Hugh Grant, 52 Mick Jagger, 56. Michael Douglas, 58. Like they Mick did. Jagger was 73 when he had his latest kid. That's amazing. I think Kenny Rogers, same thing. Wasn't it twins at 73 or something? Oh, yeah. There was news about that. Yeah. Like, this is just kind the of, road. They forgot, just do this. He forgot. He didn't know when to hold him, no one to fold him. Oh. No. Yeah, you got that right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's happening right here in Edmonton, too. Bree texts in and says, my dad was 60 when I was born, and I'm 18 now. Okay. That's an old dad. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Another one from Jessica. My uncle became a dad again at 52. He'll be 70 when his youngest graduates high school. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the question that nobody wants to ask. All right. All these old guys with the young girls. How's it happening? Yeah. Do you really want to know, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I think to, you know, seeing as you have a kid on the way. Does it? Well, I know how that happens. <laughs> I think anyway. I got a general idea. What? <laughs> Is it the pocketbook? <laughs> is that even a question? I don't know. I think that doesn't hurt. Is that what? Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't hurt. I'm saying that they're obviously very nice men. Uh, and then, right. of course, and I'm not dis- <laughs> discounting the fact that they're you know older men still. If you're two consenting adults, you do what you got to do, man. And they still got it. Older men can be very charming. Would it wow. be Would it be the same if if the ladies could have the babies like in their 60s and 70s, and the guys? You know, could only oh one hundred percent. And like that's the thing. If, if you know, if roles were reversed and women could have children older, yeah, they still would. Yeah. Uh, I don't think as much though. No one wants to be pregnant when they're sixty-five. <laughs> no one wants to be pregnant when they're thirty-five. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Old men having babies. It's all inspired by Dwight Yoakam at the young age of 63. He is a dad for the very first time as of Sunday. Irresistible in those tight pants. I don't know. You know what? I saw the photos they posted on Instagram. Oh, it's he's not. Are you talking about the baby or Dwight? No, I'm talking about Dwight. He is not looking fresh. I mean, he's an older guy. He's not like a piece of yeah. chicken in the fridge. <laughs> but you can still be old and good looking like Jack Nicholson. He's not. Jack Nicholson is not good looking. <laughs> Don Johnson. <laughs> I was thinking more of a Jeff Goldblum. He's a good looking Sure, guy. okay, yeah. Uh, you might have something there. They're fresher. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're way more fresh. Like, <laughs> he just looked a little frazzled. And yes, I understand he's becoming a dad for the first time, but the photos that they posted, his hair is not even brushed. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he doesn't brush his hair. Does he? Did he have the cowboy hat on? The jean no, jacket? No, he didn't. Okay. It was just weird. Un, uh, yeah, an unpopular opinion. I don't know if Dwight Yoakam was ever sexy. Like, Ooh, seriously? He got a, he's got that bod. 
<laughs> well, oh, trust me, he's got the skinniest little butt in the planet because I remember being front row at the Jubilee Auditorium once for a show, and uh, I had to see him shaking that thing, and it was, yeah, there's just, there's not much there. He was uh, butt, Luke Bryan before Luke Bryan. <laughs> he was, country girl shaking for me. Okay. Okay, so, back to old dads. Back to old dads. I got an old dad story for you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I had a buddy who I lived with for a little while. His name was Ken, and a bunch of us went to a volleyball game, and we're all sitting down there, and Ken's a couple of rows uh, behind us because he was talking to somebody, and mm. I'm like... Who is that guy talking to Ken? Ken just making strangers with old men? <laughs> and the, the guy had to be at least late 80s, early 90s. He's like old farmer. He had overalls on. Yeah. And uh, my buddy's like, that's Ken's dad. I'm like, pardon? That's Ken's dad? Found out Ken's dad was 90 and Ken was 21. Oh, wow. <laughs> go Ken's dad. <laughs> and the yeah, okay. All right, Ken's dad. Uh, doing some some quick math. Yeah. Guy's a baller. <laughs> he was fresh. Yeah, apparently. Wow. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. We're talking about, well, Dwight Yoakam had a baby, his wife anyway, at uh, 63 years old. So we're looking for those kind of stories. I got this text. My husband's grandpa had his last son at 67 years old, which made his grandpa born in 1887. <laughs> Needless to say, my hubby never met his grandpa. He was born in 1988. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy this one. A uh, very high percentage used medical assistance at an older age. We had our first at 47. But the good news is we won't be empty nesters. I'm just going to hand the keys over as I'm heading to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keys are in the box. So See you good. never. That's true. I'm jealous of those people. Like, look at me now. Yeah. What are you going to do with all your free time, kids, Chris? Kids are all grown up. <laughs> Little big town. Day drinking. Kissing country. 103.9. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, talking about, uh, well, first of all, coming up in the next few moments, I'm going to do something I've never done in my life. And uh, Matt's challenging me to uh, do this, and I'm going Time to, to do it. Time to start doing new things. Chris. Yeah, you're a man of, a creature of habit. Oh. You, you're the kind of guy that you said you'd eat the same meal every for dinner every day for the every, rest of your life. Every day. Every day. Yeah, back in the day when we all used to go on vacation, you yeah. would eat the same location <laughs> in New York like yeah. three times in a week. You just go to New York McDonald's. You go, he goes to Mexico and he just eats the pizza. <laughs> Get the quesadillas. All right. We'll do that in the next few moments. But uh, we're talking about older dads because uh, Dwight Yoakam had his first uh, child. His wife had the, their first child anyway at the age of 63. Yes, he was 63. She's 36. Yeah, got it. <laughs> this text says, good morning. My father-in-law was 59 with his 20-year-old wife. Mm-hmm. So around that same situation. And they found out that the wife had a baby the same time as the texter, four months apart. Oh, no way. Yeah, they're, uh, they, they weren't really friends as uh, kids. Right. But now they're friends now. And uh, father-in-law has since passed away. So Okay. Aww. Got it. All right. Thanks for your text. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
you found this out about a week or two ago about me, and you were like shocked to find it out. Right? Yeah, Chris is a sneaky picky eater. <laughs> sneaky picky. Yeah, you know, like he doesn't yeah. talk about it, but he just enjoys what he enjoys, and Absolutely. I respect it a little bit. I, I'm, I'm a manic creature, a creature habit. I've had the same job for 31 years, uh, the same uh, lady in my life, also known as my wife, since we were like 14 years old. Thank oh, you for clarifying. The, yeah, you've kept the two gigantic <laughs> things the same, but you don't make small changes either. No. You like what you like. When you go on road trips, you know how Chris gets jacked up? Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> he might have a full can. And then they choose on the ice. <laughs> He's so hardcore. So I asked you, have you ever had a Dr. Pepper before? And I think it was part of the, the whole Dr. Pepper shortage thing, too. So yeah, we were talking it about up. it a couple weeks ago. There's a shortage of Dr. Pepper because everyone's stocked up at the beginning of COVID. They can't keep up now. So I had a Dr. Pepper at home. I'm one of the lucky ones. I still got VPs at home. Okay, so this is like uh, this is a pretty coveted thing I'm holding. Yeah, that's in my a piece. You could probably sell of, it on eBay. Actually, that's a piece of brown gold right there. <laughs> Red gold. <laughs> well, the can the, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want you to try it, and you've also tried not tried Mountain Dew. So that might be a next week. Chris tries Mountain Dew. But I don't think you're going to like the Dr. Pepper. Jack, what do you think? I think you might like it. It's got a certain spice. It's good. Spice? Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a spicy one. The All doctor right. has got a little spice to it's it. Crack that can. One. Okay. For the first time in my life, here comes a Dr. Pepper. Ooh. Okay. Smell first. Like any good wine connoisseur, you just don't hammer it back. It smells like grapes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Not bad. <laughs> great, great review. <laughs> Try it again. It takes another sip. Give us, come on. Be, uh, be expressive, descriptive. It's good, huh? Okay. Uh, yeah, I would suggest that I would not want to drink a whole can of it. Why? It's too. Take another sip. It's too syrupy. <laughs> It tastes like it's it, it's it tastes like if they put like twice as much of, of the whatever the the stuff in for Coke like it tastes like it's like a double Coke double syrup mm. does that make sense so good yeah. kinda it was mm, too much I need my diet and it is lukewarm does that oh, help that-, that sure makes a difference we probably shouldn't put it in the fridge shoot <laughs> somebody did say here Dr Pepper is great for marinating however disgusting to drink take Thank that you. back Dr Pepper's in my top three it Do- is so good Dr Pepper is swamp water it's a mixture of all the Pepsi products yes that's the that- double Coke there you go right there sounds like that was a text from somebody who works at Coke. <laughs> All right. Well, I've done it. I've had Dr. Pepper All for right, the very on a, first time. Five, uh, in a scale of one can or five cans out of five, what do you give mm. it? I'd give it a two. Ooh, that's Not a bad review. A passing grade for the Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Matt doc- will drink the rest of that. The doctor is not in the house for me. Too bad. You're no Forrest Gump to us. <laughs> My doctor. He liked Dr. Pepper? Love Dr. Peppers. Oh, hmm. Have you ever had a doctor in rye? Good. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think Chris has ever had rye. <laughs> oh, I've had rye. <laughs> I had rye before you two were born, okay? <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have to believe it. We weren't there. Chris tries whiskey. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. First time in my life I had a Dr. Pepper. Well, I had a few sips of a Dr. Pepper, and now I just dumped it all over my phone but anyway (laughs) your phone had some too (laughs) somebody did say dr pepper is hands down the best kind of pop you can get barks root beer is a close second i like this text if you don't love dr pepper go to the hospital you need a taste blood taste bud implant 
Ooh, burn. Sick burn, <laughs> Pepsi people. But there are other people that say that Dr. Pepper is bleh. There's nobody like, it's okay. No. It's one or the other. It's very true. This text says, I call Dr. Pepper the leftover matte drink. At the bar, the spillover on the matte poured into a shot glass. It's not tasty, and all that pop spillover is basically poured into a Dr. Pepper can. <laughs> Somebody said they like their Dr. Pepper hot. Ick. Well, Chris almost I, had I think it. I had a Dr. Pepper hot, <laughs> yeah. and I can I can agree with that for sure. And what was the, the fact about uh, how long it takes for your taste buds? Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. Somebody said you have to try it 10 times before your taste buds actually grasp it. Chantel. So there you go. Okay. Not sure if I can get 10 times out of it, but I'll have another sip. Is there any left? <laughs> hmm. Maybe it's better. I don't know. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. I had a Dr. Pepper for the very first time, and holy cow, does Dr. Pepper ever get people get people going? It gets their attention. There's no two ways about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. People either love it or they absolutely hate it. Okay, and uh, Rosie, you say you don't mind it at first, but then... Yeah, it's the it's actually the aftertaste that I don't enjoy with the Dr Pepper. Okay. The first the first sip I don't mind. I'll have a you know a swig or two out of a bottle, but it's the aftertaste that keeps me not wanting to drink it. Thank you. That that's probably the description I had. It starts with a lot of promise. But isn't this the case with most pops? You have a a Coke or a Pepsi. It doesn't matter what it is. You get the very strong syrupy aftertaste. It's just all that that flavor. Yeah. It kind of goes hand in hand, you know. It tastes good at first, and then you regret it. <laughs> I, no, I I disagree with that. I, I'm I'm the same way with anything cherry flavored as well. Oh okay. no, but that's the best flavor. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Vanilla is the best flavor, but we'll move on. Oh come on, you guys. All right, vanilla. Rosie. Yeah. And you're giving Chris a hard time about him being a habit of creature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, vanilla is as boring as you can get, Matt. It's not, vanilla is still a flavor. Don't shame me for my vanilla love. <laughs> you are very vanilla, Matt. So, Rosie, you did mention that there is things you can add to Dr. Pepper that might be good. No, actually, it, it's an adult drink that I've that I've uh, encountered. Encountered. Before. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Coke and amaretto. Okay. It. it actually gives the taste of Dr. Pepper. Oh. With the wonderfulness of booze. <laughs> yeah. And, and lots of ice is the key. Okay. Yeah, it got to be cold. Very, very tasty. All right. Hey, Rosie, you rock. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the tips. <laughs> Thank you. I know what Matt's having for breakfast when he gets off the air. <laughs> like every day. <laughs> Vanilla. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Am I the only one that? Am I the only one that, when planning a vacation, I will actually give myself that buffer day? So I will miss a day of vacation, let's say coming home on a Saturday instead of Sunday as late as possible, so that I can catch up the next day. I can do laundry. I can catch up on my emails. I can be prepped for that Monday. Because otherwise, I don't enjoy that last day of vacation. I just stress about all the things I have to do at home. It's not a vacation. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Yeah. But you're absolutely correct. Thank you, Matt. It is so worth having the buffer day. You can't just go to work. You need a day to decompress. 
Yeah. Right? We've done it before where we go on these Mexico trips and you get back and it's like... You get back at midnight, oh. you sleep for an hour and you go to work. Oh, the worst. That's, oh. You know what that is? That's called good planning. No, it <laughs> isn't. That's called good planning. Are you kidding me? You shorten your holiday by a day so you can get back and, and, and get ready to go back to work? And not only do I do that, I love it when I'm doing it. I'm so happy to have that day at home. You're only playing yourself, Chris. Like, <laughs> oh, honestly, no. you, get, you get home from the vacation, it's like 9 o'clock. You're like, oh, the last thing you want to do is just do all the stuff you got to yeah, do and then go to work the next day. how do you even enjoy your vacation knowing that you have to go to work and the next day? It's still a vacation if you're not working. You're just at home for that one yeah. day. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's ridiculous. All right, Captain. Oh, looks like it's midnight. Better hop in the car and go to work. <laughs> go home so I can work the next day. You're insane. No I have way. a half an hour between work and my vacation. <laughs> and that's called good planning. And then he just complains about being tired all week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay, I thought you were the only one, but Matt's in your camp. And this text just came in. My wife always wants the buffer day. I'll get back at three in the morning, go to work the next day. No problem. You're insane. It just, it screws up your whole rest of the week. Maybe even month. Every text coming through says they agree with you. Yeah. I, buffer day is worth it. Try it. You're going to love it. Person <laughs> hate it. He hates being idle. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't like a buffer day. That's a wasted day. No, it's not. It's I, so rather, worth it. You know what? I drive my wife crazy because I've done this before where we've booked a, a trip. When we Remember when you used to be able to book trips? Oh, it seems so long ago. It was ago. an amazing time. <laughs> but anyway, I end up extending it to like just extend it just to the very last and she's like and the she, latest flight she says like you she's so she's in your camp as well well somebody's coming to your defense why do you work when you can holiday stay away exactly <laughs> why do you why do you sleep when you can stay awake it's the same thing <laughs> all right is jack the only one apparently matt's in her crew and so are a bunch of other people oh yeah. my gosh 200 percent agreement with the vacay buffer day What's the point of a vacay buffer day? That's a work day. <laughs> what, what would no. you be doing that last day? You're just like yeah. uh, being anxious about flying. The last day on any Mexico trip, you're always yeah, like, oh, it's you've the just, fly day. But you just sped that last day up one day. Like, why you would you? get to relax at home. Yes, you get the day to relax. You can and still have a margarita in the kitchen. Home. After the last six months, are you going to tell me home is a good place to be? Maybe not now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Am I the only one that loves a buffer day when you come home from vacation? I will actually take an extra day of vacation just to be at home to catch up on everything, whether it be the housework, the laundry, the emails, or just decompress. We're asking, am I the only one? No, I am not. This text says, a buffer day is great if you're returning from a camping vacation and have a long drive home. However, flying vacations don't require a buffer day. If you are going to the expense of flying somewhere, you want to spend as much time at the destination as possible. That's yes, not true. that is true. Flying takes it out of you. It's, you're just a flying cattle car. You sit next to somebody who smells like B.O. for eight hours. Like, hmm, this is great. No, you need to get home and decompress. No. You're I don't not know. It's the luxury of wanting what you can't have. Flying sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Another text here. I love the buffer day. I actually take two. If you come home on a Friday, a Saturday and a Sunday, it feels like a regular weekend and you're totally refreshed for Monday. I think one of the things I'm figuring out is Chris doesn't do the buffer work. Right. 
She gets home and it's just like, okay, time for work tomorrow. Slams the truck door and walks around in the house. Well, Karen's lugging the luggage up the stairs. Can you confirm, Chris? No comment. (laughs) I plead the fifth. This text is awesome. It says, pro tip, get your laundry done at the resort. Can Can you do that? Oh yeah, that's a game changer. You pay for it. I'm going to. I'm screw the buffer day if they're doing my laundry. <laughs> yeah, you just unpack it. It's already full. What is this? Th- I don't understand. What's this thing called laundry? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you say laundry? <laughs> hey, there is a people. Jack is uh, deliberately not picking the, the texts that are saying they agree with me on the, w- wasting. Don't waste any of your vacation on buffer days. Buffer days, schmuffer days. Yeah, I'm with Chris. Unless our flight home's at midnight or something. Otherwise, travel home the day before work. There you go. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Am I the only one that? Saturday night, I was checking out my email, and there's a whole <laughs> bunch of emails from Jack. And I'm like, <laughs> she's responding to things that had been sent to her throughout the week, and I'd sent her throughout the week, you know, stuff about Matt. Yeah. And uh, I'm oh. like, Catty emails. <laughs> why is she responding? It was 10.30 at to, night. Why is she responding to emails on Saturday? I thought she's still on vacay. And then I found out, oh, she wasn't on vacay. Vacay. She was back. Yeah. The glorious buffer day, also known as Saturday night and Sunday. And it's awesome. Yes, I did have a week vacation in Vernon. We came back. We stayed in Lake Louise on Friday, was home by Saturday afternoon, and it was awesome. I got to catch up on everything. Now, I also had to explain why I was answering everyone's emails at 1030 on Saturday night. Right, right. Let me tell you, I'm a wild one. Mm -hmm. But the buffer day, you need it because I felt so prepared for yesterday, Monday, when I went to work. I was done. Everything I needed to do. The house was clean. The laundry was done. All my emails were sent. It was perfect. I will put a stipulation in this whole buffer day. If your vacation is, say, camping within 100 kilometers radius of Edmonton, I don't think you need the buffer day. Okay. Are you kidding me? You need the buffer day even more for camping. There's a lot of laundry. All right. That's fair. Uh, (laughs) Maybe I'll waffle. And we are asking, (laughs) am I the only one that loves the buffer day? Apparently, yes. This person says, I drag my butt into work and I catch up on sleep later. This text, this person actually has a hack. They say, I plan my trips and I come back on a Thursday. I go to work on the Friday to make the boss man happy. And then you get two more days off. Interesting. That's that's a good point. You can do it. You can suck it up for the Friday. And then you still get those decompressed days. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> what a relief. Looks like we're booking Thursday to Thursday now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about you, Joe? So my folks live overseas. That buffer day, I'll tell you, coming home with the eight-hour time difference, like a world of difference. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Now you change your tune. And I'll tell you right now, <laughs> this is classic Chris. He's like, I don't need a buffer day. But every time we go on an, uh, an international vacation, he always takes the next couple of days off. No, I don't. I I come back to work. Eventually. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He might be right. Chris, you do take extra days. In the pajamas. He wears pajamas to work, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you're right about the jet lag thing. If, mm-hmm. you're, if you're traveling, yeah, if you're traveling, you got an eight-hour time difference. Well, that that changes everything. It, it's tough. It's tough. Like, Chris, you probably took a buffer day after your Zamboni drive. No. He took no. a weekend. 
No. <laughs> oh, he took the next week off. He took the next week off, but he came to work that next day. Yeah, I came oh, right. did he, eh? Yeah. Oh. He was thinking about not coming, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> 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 and and he only vacations in Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Right, yeah, true. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at Kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.